This is the Lost Start of Communication, hosted by Molly and Trisha. Hi guys, welcome back. Trisha and I have a great topic to discuss today. It's something that both of us really find very interesting and it's something that we kind of differ on in our own personalities. So today we're going to be talking about the differences in masculine and feminine energy. A lot of times when we hear the words masculine and feminine, our brain automatically assigns it to the words male and female, but that's actually not true. And it all has to do with the energies that our entities embody. And everybody, every person has both masculine and feminine energies inside of them. Today we're going to talk about the balancing between both of them, how we can tune into both and how we can balance them and use them both to succeed in our relationships at work, with our friendships, and romantic relationships. Trisha and I did a little bit of research on what each energy means. And so Trisha found a really nice chart that we can talk about to start explaining the differences in these energies. And again, it's not gender roles. It's not male and female, but it is the energies that one person embodies. Mm-hmm. So masculine and feminine energies exist within us almost on a continuum. So it's not that we're 100% masculine all the time or 100% feminine, but first and foremost, like Molly said, we want to work past the notion that masculine is associated with men and feminine is associated with women because we all need that balance. So ladies, when you're listening to this, don't be afraid to tap into your quote unquote masculine energy and fellows, It's okay to embrace that feminine energy too. It'll actually help you relate to more people and overall be more successful. And I think it's important to know you already have it in you anyway. It's not like you're trying to be more female. You're just tapping into the energy that you already have in you. And Mm -hmm. by doing that, you're creating a balance in yourself that's going to help you succeed in many different areas of life. Yeah, and so we usually have a dominant energy, which leads us. So I, for example, have a lot higher feminine energy, but there is that masculine energy within me, and sometimes I need to work a little bit harder to tap into that and access it. But it's super important that I do that to achieve the most balance. So what exactly is masculine versus feminine energy? Masculine energy encompasses... Matters of logic, it's decisive action, risk-taking, achieving, controlling, often competitive, it's more intellectual, and more about giving and providing and doing. Feminine energy, on the other hand, is more about receiving and accepting and being as opposed to doing relies a lot on intuitive feeling, senses, a lot of creativity, nurturing, experience, collaborative, and expressive. So when we think about how the masculine and feminine shows up in our communication styles, it's actually really important because there's a big difference between communicating, quote-unquote, in our masculine and communicating in our feminine, which we'll get into as well. So I've always felt like I was more 
leaning towards the masculine energy side. I felt like that was my more dominant energy that I had. But I just took a quiz on the Tony Robbins website. In the quiz, I found out I have a more dominant feminine energy. And it was interesting to read about it because I sometimes feel like I'm in that energy. But thinking about more of my work in friendships, I feel like I'm more masculine. But anyways, the feminine energy dominant in the quiz that I took, it says it's always feeling and seeing everything. Kind of like what Trisha said when she was explaining. Well, the masculine is focused more on one singular task or issue at hand. The feminine is more constantly multitasking and processing everything at once. When the feminine energy sees or encounters a problem, there's a deep desire to share and connect. We're more nurturing and understanding about all of the intuition and feeling, and we want to be wanted when we're in our feminine energy. What, what I think is really important that you pointed out was you said in work environments and certain situations, you feel like you have a higher masculine energy, and that is so true. So that's really something important to reflect on in yourself and to realize that feminine is all about relationships, all about when it comes to communication. I found in an article by the Huffington Post, which we will link in the show notes, they refer to feminine communication style as rapport speech, while masculine communication style is report speech, which goes along with everything we were saying about masculine is about accomplishing and doing, whereas the feminine is more about connecting and building relationships. So it makes sense, Molly, that when you're at work, you feel more in your masculine, whereas when you're at home or with your friends, you might be more in your feminine. And so something that I think is important to identify and to realize is how to shift along that continuum based on where you are or what you're doing. Because whatever energy you're dominant in or putting forth at that moment is going to affect who you attract into your life and what you attract into your life. So for example, when I was first working as a speech coach, I had to actively learn how to be so much more masculine. I had to learn how to be more assertive. I had to learn that report speech. I had to learn to make declarative statements and not say sorry for things and not add, well, I think and I feel this. I had to just say it and just do it. And so much about owning the room and mastering that executive presence that I had to teach my clients is in that more assertive masculine energy. So that's something that I learned to do because as we mentioned before, it's in all of us. So I was doing that, but I swung too far in the other direction and was neglecting my feminine energy. And so for a period of time, I found that interestingly, I started attracting men that were much more feminine dominant which exist. There are a lot of men that are more in their feminine energy than their masculine. And so they were great people, very emotional. They shared a lot with me and I got along with them in a friendship capacity. But since I'm naturally higher in feminine energy, I'm attracted to more masculine men. And so I had to stop and realize like, why am I attracting this sort of attention? It's because I'm giving off such a masculine energy. I'm so competitive. I'm so work oriented. I'm so goal oriented, which was helping me in my job. I needed that in my career, but 
then I kind of lost, I forgot how to be feminine. And so now I've found a better place where I know how one to turn it on and off. So when I'm with my friends or on a date, I can tap more into my feminine energy. But also I've learned that even as a speech coach, I can still have some feminine touch to that. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. So that's really the goal is we want to find the balance that is most authentic to us, but also gets things done and gets us where we want to go. And I think it's really cool how you were talking about the different situations you were in too. And I think really highlighting the fact that you're not changing who you are, but you're just tapping into what you already have in you and using that to attract and get the kind of business or romantic relationships that you're craving and seeking out. So when you're on your dates, it's you make an effort to tap more into your feminine energy. So you're attracting more of the masculine energy in those people on the other side of the table that you're eating dinner with or whatever. So that's going to help you build your relationships in the way that you find fulfilling to you too. Yeah. I just want to clarify for anyone listening, if it feels like, oh, now I have to quote unquote be feminine. So I'm going to wear heels and I'm going to do this thing. It shouldn't feel forced. These are energies, meaning it's not it will, especially when it comes to feminine energy, it's not about doing something. It's about being and feeling. So if you're forcing this and you're saying, oh, I'm just going to throw on a dress and do this and look girly, it's that's the masculine way of interpreting that. So you want to make sure that if you're doing that, you're feeling it and you're being that person as opposed to making the effort. Whereas with masculine, it's all about the doing. So when I have to tap into my masculine energy, I have to give myself structure. I have to rely on structure. I have to make a to-do list. And I have to oftentimes, since I'm so high, so much higher in my feminine energy, I could literally go on walks all day, look at flowers, Mm -hmm. write poetry and be totally happy. But then I'm upset because I don't get anything done. So I really have to use structure or rely on someone else to give me structure to make sure that I complete tasks because we need that balance. And if I were 100% feminine energy all the time, I would not feel fulfilled because I'm not tapping into the productive side of me. Yeah. And especially since you are an entrepreneur, Trisha, it wouldn't be productive in that side of your life. So yeah. But then, so I want to go back to something you said too, that tapped in with me. Cause I do, even though I took this quiz and it says I'm more feminine, I think I do have a it's, it's pretty equal in me or it goes back and forth with me. I feel like they're pretty well balanced and sometimes I don't like that. So I've always wanted to tap more into my feminine energy and I think I was doing a lot of the do to gain more feminine energy. So like when I was learning more about this, I was thinking, oh, I should do a dance class or I should do something instead of just trying to feel. So do you have any suggestions for how to tap into a feminine energy instead of doing something? I think the doing is helpful to get started. So it does build the momentum if you take a dance class because things like movement are more feminine. So that could be a way to get you started. But the important thing is that eventually you're connecting with the feeling behind it. So a lot of feminine energy Mm. has to do with spirituality and connecting with your body and coming from a place of 
being and experiencing as opposed to I'm checking this off my to-do list. Which is how my brain operates so naturally is the to-do list. Which is so interesting because I'm like totally the opposite. But but (laughs) the one thing that I did once is I wore, I challenged myself to wear skirts for a month. So that was do thing. So you Mm, you can do that. that. And say I'm going to wear skirts for a month, but make sure when you're wearing the skirt, it's not just, okay, I feel feminine now because I'm wearing the skirt. Like really embrace (laughs) it and walk through and feel the breeze and how amazing it feels to wear that skirt and focus more on the feeling as opposed to the result. If you're saying I'm wearing the skirt, therefore I'm feminine. That's not, that's the masculine way of looking at it versus if you feel it and say, oh, I just love wearing skirts because it feels so comfortable and I feel so free and connect with that energy. It's, so the main takeaway, instead of doing, it's really about tapping into the emotional side and feeling it. Mm -hmm. And that's to gain more of the feminine energy or tap into more of the feminine energy in you in those times too, when you really are seeking that. So I, I wouldn't do that at work because at work for me, there is, so I work in a very feminine energy driven office. It happens to be all females as well, but it could be, I I could work in a male-dominated office where there's a lot of feminine energy too. It doesn't matter the gender, but I happen to work in a female office with a lot of feminine energy. There's a couple masculine energy-dominated folk in the office too, but I feel like I'm one of those, and I have to help balance out the office. I feel like that's part of my role. I don't know if it is. I might have just taken it on. <laughs> but I use that masculine energy to help the office understand like, hey, guys, we've talked a lot about X, Y, and Z, but we haven't actually done any of our tasks that we need to get done today. Let's get back on track. Or, hey, you guys are going to spend an hour and a half at lunch just chatting. I'm going to go back to my office and work on my solid task of doing this because I want to get it done. Mm-hmm. And that's how I tap into more of that at work too, because I'm craving that balance that we're not receiving at work. So also knowing when and where to tap into each energy is important. Yeah. And I love what you're saying because a lot of times that happens naturally. So we will strive to fill the gap or meet the needs of the room. So in your case, you're sensing all this really high feminine energy And so you're like, okay, that's great, but something has to get done. And I've been in that place before too. So even with friends that I tend to gravitate towards female friends that have higher masculine energy because it's easier for me, but I do have friends that are super indecisive or when they don't make a decision, I have to be the assertive one and say, okay, guys, here's what we're doing. And so that's fine. And that's actually a really good thing to be able to do or even at work when I was working with a group of men and no one was making a decision, I had to be like, okay guys, let's get it done. And that is more in the masculine, but we pick up on the needs. When you're in tune to these things, you're better able to pick up on the needs of the room. So if you guys have been following the podcast for a while, you know, me and Trisha went on a trip to Peru almost a year ago. Oh my gosh. Almost a year ago now. That's insane. But we definitely fell into our dominant roles while we were planning that trip and kind of while we were on it, I guess, too, but mostly planning. So when we started planning, I had come to Trisha to say, let's go to Peru. And she's like, yes, let's do it. So 
when we were planning, I was the one generating a lot of the ideas and doing a lot of the research and going to Trisha and saying, Hey, Trisha, what do you think of this? What about this? And it, it let me fall more into my masculine role of doing and planning and that. And Trisha fell more into a role of feeling and, and embodying that of like, Oh yes, I would love to do that. And being more receiving. And I think it worked really well for us. And I think that's a lot of the reason why we have such a good friendship relationship because we can fall into more of our natural dominant energies. Yeah. And it worked out really well because we balanced each other out. But at the same time, since everyone has both in them, we could also relate on our feminine qualities or our more masculine qualities when it was necessary. So we just spoke a few minutes ago about how to tap into your feminine energy. So I just want to touch on how to tap into your masculine energy when you need to. That's important. So feminine, I said, is all about feeling. And the masculine is all about doing. So one thing that I really had to learn and I'm still working on every day is doing something despite how it makes you feel. So sometimes sitting down and accomplishing a task doesn't feel super pleasant in that moment, but you have to embrace that short-term discomfort for the long-term gain. And that is helpful and that structure is really helpful. So when you're trying to be more productive and get more done and tap into that masculine doing energy, it's really about not ignoring your feelings because you still want to get into that flow state, but it's not relying on not waiting around for inspiration to strike, but just sitting down and doing it and trusting that the inspiration will come after you start. That's I've never thought of like that, but it's bringing up some information I read from Mark Manson. Is that kind of his mentality? Mm That's so interesting. Okay, because I I remember reading an article. It was called F Your Feelings. And I remember just looking at the title and I was like, ew, I would never read that article. But it's all about that kind of thing that Trisha just mentioned. And it is important sometimes to tap into that masculine when you need to and just do the thing you need to. Mm -hmm. The thing that I want to point out too is for very feminine dominant people who are trying to be more successful in the workplace – This, I see so many clients like this, and even as I mentioned in my own personal story, when we try to get in the workforce, we get super competitive and we tap into our masculine, and yes, that's helpful for a certain amount of time, but at the end of the day, it doesn't last and it doesn't fulfill us because if we're going too far to that extreme, then we're no longer being ourselves and we're no longer in that healthy, balanced place. So a lot of times I'll see women in the ultra-competitive executive world of New York City and they say I need to keep up with the men in my office I'm going to be more assertive I'm going to use that report speech which is more declarative statements more this is what it is not I think this is what it is and that is great to an extent but it is really important to remember that these super masculine people also crave the feminine energy. So use the masculine energy to a certain extent, but remember that your creativity, your compassion, your nurturing, empathy, empathetic nature, that is something that they're lacking. And so when you apply that to the work that you're doing, 
as long as you're being productive and still getting things done, that's a beautiful thing that they are going to actually appreciate because none of them, none of these alpha men in their super masculine are going to be able to provide that as much. And also really important for men to be okay tapping into your feminine energy, particularly when you're outside of the workplace and you come home and maybe to your wife and you're being free. Either party, if you're super in your masculine, then you're, it's going to be harder to build that relationship. So it's really important for men to also be in touch with your feelings because that's going to help you relate better to women. Just pointing it out. Yeah. And just, again, I, I want to make sure we're being super clear about how masculine energy can be embodied in mass, male or female entities. But I remember a discussion we had a couple probably years ago, me and Trisha, and it was about how it's funny that the feminine energy in the workplace is seen as negative. Like we don't want that anymore. And there's been a huge shift in our society to highlight females tapping more into their masculine energy. And then I think that makes the pendulum swing in the way that Trisha was saying, where there's no feminine energy in the workplace anymore. And we do all crave that balance. And it is important to reshift our mindset that feminine energy is not bad. It's all about a balance. It's not bad to be compassionate and in your feelings in the workplace. It comes with a balance. You shouldn't be like crying hysterically in a meeting But it is important, again, the pendulum, the balance, to add a little bit to it. And it's not bad. So many thoughts on that. So one is crying in a meeting. That probably happened because the emotions were suppressed for so long because the person felt they couldn't express their emotions. So if you're comfortable expressing it in a healthy way, yes. That happened to me so many times. Probably because you're so in your masculine (laughs) that you're like, I can't express this emotion. Whereas if you find the healthy balance of saying, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Let's have a healthy discussion. Easier said than done, of course. But I'm having a revelation. Hold on. So in my old job, I had to be very in my masculine because nothing was getting done and I hated it. And at one point, the owner of the business realized this and not realize this, but she realized that the workplace was horrible. So she brought in a, basically like a workplace therapist and had us get in groups and go talk to her. And when we did, and I was given that space to get in my feelings, I broke down and I had no reason why I started bawling, hyperventilating. And then a client two minutes later and I was like, I'm fine. I'm okay. Let's go. And it was because I think I was given that space to get in my feminine feelings finally But obviously there was a reason you broke down because you've been holding up all that emotion. And I feel like, not to make this gender specific, but this happens with a lot of high masculine energy men. I suppose masculine energy women too. Mm -hmm. But it's, you'll see no emotion. Here I am, this stoic person, no feelings. I'm just doing and I'm competitive and I'm winning. Therefore I'm amazing. But then all of a sudden it's this big emotional breakdown and that could be expressed in anger. That's emotion too. It could be expressed in so many ways or it could be expressed in crying. But that's why it's really important for men to also tap into your feminine because you're going to have a more balanced energy and you don't want to have to rely on your girlfriend or whatever, the feminine person in your life to be your therapist and be there when you break down. You don't want to go to these extremes. So that's why balance in all things is key. So a few points on what we said before, one 
is you were talking about the overcompensation of masculine energy in the workplace. And it just reminded me once I was accompanying my boss to a seminar he was giving at a, for a group of women at a, I don't even remember what kind of business, but it was some very corporate setting. And I remember this woman was wearing the highest heels and a pantsuit and she, so she was very tall wearing this pantsuit and she shook my hand so hard. I thought she was going to break my fingers. And it was like, she was trying so hard to be a man. And that's the, I feel like that is now we're, we're, or to only have masculine energy in her. Exactly. And so, but it's, what you were saying before, we went back too far in the direction where feminism was trying to be more masculine. Is saying like, okay, as women, we need to be more like quote unquote men. And now I think we're shifting back in the other direction as more research is coming out about the masculine and feminine energies. And we're getting to understand that a little bit more. There's still a long way to go. But that is something that for her, I could just look at her and know that she was being so inauthentic to who she really was. And I'm not saying that that means you need to go wear skirts every day and be super dainty all the time. But it's, I could tell she wasn't being herself and that she was off balance and that she's probably going to have a breakdown at some point. And so to make the best situation for both herself as well as everyone around her, finding that balance is really important instead of trying to be something you're not. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to bring up is when we're talking about, okay, we need this masculine energy when we're at work. We need that to be more productive. We do. We can't deny that unless you're an artist and super tap into your feminine and creative energy. But then you still need the masculine energy too to get that timeline done because you could then just be creative and not ever do anything to sell that. Absolutely. So we need that balance. And it reminded me of a conversation I had with a friend recently who she is an entrepreneur, very successful, super about being a strong, independent woman, getting everything done herself. She has a daughter and she's living with her boyfriend. And when she, she was telling me how she went home and she was just so annoyed with him because he was so moody. And she said, I feel like I'm dating a girl. And so then I asked her if she'd experimented all or done any research about masculine versus feminine energy, and she hadn't. So we had a really productive discussion about it. And long story short, what came out was that she was coming home with this super masculine energy. And so since her masculine energy was so strong, it was repelling his, and it was bringing out more of his feminine energy because if he, two people with too high masculine energy is going to end up being competitive and they're going to fight. And so he was reciprocating that with feminine energy and that was bothering her because she wanted someone as naturally more feminine. She wanted someone with higher masculine energy around her. So what we just came up with for her was when she comes home and she's super in her masculine and she starts cooking dinner, we can take the task of cooking dinner from a very masculine perspective of, okay, I'm cooking dinner because it's a goal to be accomplished. It's a task on the to-do list. It's a thing to be done. We're achieving a purpose. We're getting the people fed. Or what I encourage her to do is take it from a more feminine perspective of, I'm creating a meal. I'm going to nourish 
and nurture my child and the person that I love. And now I'm creating something and being present in that experience as opposed to do, 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 go, go, go. And so by doing that, she can feel more of a shift into her feminine and encourage his more masculine supportive side. And that way they both feel more balanced in that relationship. And I think that it's so important to highlight because it shows that there is a craving for that balance because he would tap into more of his feminine energy when she brought in more masculine energy into the house. So he naturally was like, oh, I have to push up my ma- my feminine to balance out her strong masculine, and nobody was happy, it seemed like. Because his dominant is likely masculine, and so he was being inauthentic to his sense of self. And, and she was being inauthentic at her house. Yeah, and so something really interesting I just want to point out that I read in a book recently was if you're – in a relationship or you're pursuing, let's say you're single and you're dating and pursuing a relationship and you notice right off the bat that this man is high feminine energy and you're high feminine energy, it's probably not going to work in the long run. So you want to pursue someone that's higher in their masculine or the opposite. If you're high masculine and you meet someone high masculine, you're probably going to end up fighting a lot. And so you want to find someone more in the feminine. So just something to remember. And then tying it all back to communication, when we mentioned report speech versus rapport, speech rapport is all about creating compassion and empathy, and report is more getting to the facts. We all speak both. It's when we choose situations to apply, which one we're going to use in the workplace, you might use more of the report speech. When you're with your loved ones, you might use more of the rapport speech. So men and women both need to use both types of that communication style depending on the situation so that your girlfriend doesn't feel like your employee and so that your boss doesn't (laughs) feel like your best friend. Exactly. All right. So take homes. My take home is going to be figure out what your dominant energy is. You could do this naturally by just noticing what your natural state is and observing based on the traits that we explained earlier or Tony Robbins has a quiz on his website that you can take, and that might give you some structure around figuring out what your dominant energy is. And it was helpful for me to kind of take that quiz to see what each energy really brought to the table so I could start analyzing myself. And it was really helpful. So that would be my take home. Yeah, that's great. So really observe yourself, reflect, and figure out in which situations you're using which energy and which feels most most authentic to you. Yes. Then my take home would be... Whatever energy you find is your dominant energy, find a specific task and do something atypical from that dominant energy. So, for example, if you're more feminine, write a to-do list and check off the boxes and sit down and actually do something. Give yourself a goal and accomplish that goal. And if you're more highly masculine, do something creative or feeling-based or meditate or pray or go smell a flower or wear a skirt or something that will help you tap more into your feeling side. So I'm actually going to tell you what I'm going to do for my homework. So I feel like I am more in my masculine. So for homework this week, I am going to do some yoga, but not in the way that I typically do yoga because I do power yoga to get a sweat on. Mm -hmm. But I will do more. I will do a yoga class this week that is more sensual and allowing me to tap into the feelings that I'm having during yoga. Good. My 
homework for myself is going to be to create a strict schedule for me because I waste so much time because I'm just la 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 here I am floating around (laughs) and I really need to get more done so this is a helpful conversation for both of us to figure out our strengths and weaknesses and then learn how to apply that energy in a balanced way. Thank you all for listening. If you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, please email us at lostartofcommunication at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Please, we graciously ask that you could leave us a rating or review on iTunes or wherever you listen so that other people can find our show. All right. Thank you, guys. And we will have a new topic next week. Talk to you then. Bye.